Previously on Algoa FM. Back to back on Algoa FM, the garden who drive no method. The song's called I Got Me. Sam Fisher and Demi Lovato up ahead with what other people say. Well, we got him, no matter what other people say. We'll hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. He doesn't mind me saying so. Happy to have on the line George Executive Mayor Alderman Leon van Veek. He's into his second year at the helm. Uh, Alderman van Veek, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon and taking time out from what I would imagine is a very busy schedule. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's good to be, be on your show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, congratulations, first off, on your, your first year at the helm. Uh, you were sworn in, I think it was 1st of May, Workers' Day, and you certainly had your work cut out <laughs> during the past year. Uh, quite some political turmoil, sensitive times, the, the spectre of uh, COVID-19, of course, and also quite historical circumstances. I think the first practically virtual election, given the lockdown restrictions at the time, must have been absolutely overwhelming, must have been plenty going through your heart and mind, uh, hopes and fears. Um, what have I got myself into? What have I signed up for? Uh, take us back to that time. What are your memories of that period? Yes, certainly it, uh, it was a uh, quite a momentous uh, time. It was in fact on the 22nd of, of May. So it was uh, last Friday would have been 52 weeks. Uh, yeah. And uh, sure, we were in the middle of, uh, of COVID-19 and... Uh, the administration needed to devise a very elaborate system of uh, what then became a, a complex remote virtual type of voting system where we had uh, councillors and officials spread over three different halls and uh, so that we could keep within the type of COVID limits at the, at the time and uh, all of the physical distancing that had to take place and everybody then had to cast their votes. The votes had to be brought to the central point for, uh, for counting. So, you know, it was uh, very uncertain times and uh, I, I didn't really know where we were in, in, in COVID at that stage. I think we were the first uh, voting system on that basis that took place within the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I certainly then got myself into uh, into the hornet's nest in, in, in many ways because we had to get a budget approved within a week after that. And then we couldn't get it approved because uh, councillors walked out and we didn't have a quorum. And we needed to go to court and get a urgent, urgent court uh, injunction where, in effect, forcing councillors to do the work that they need to do in terms of legislation and mm. be in attendance at budgets at, at council meetings and then you know, to get the budget approved. Quite a logistical nightmare. Now, besides the, the obvious COVID-19, obviously uh, permeating through everything that's happened in the past year and, and still continues to do so, talk us through some of the major challenges that you and the council faced over your first year at the helm. I came in as, uh, as mayor, uh, after the, the previous mayor had, had been removed um, under allegations of maladministration and corruption, and uh, there were certain elements within the administration as well facing, some, facing similar charges. So um, it was quite difficult dealing with that. It, you know, it was very definitely a change management process that we were dealing with. And we then, you know, I went to get the, te- get the team together 
and start dealing with the, the various impacts which we had because at the same time we were in the throes of COVID-19 mm. and uh, in those first few months uh, from April through to June, you know, certainly we saw uh, plummeting in our uh, collection rates, our data collection rates, mm. as well in our billings as uh, Various uh, companies were being closed and, for instance, were not buying electricity or not buying water. And uh, in, in those months, those first four or five months, we were probably down to about 85% at times of, uh, of what our normal type of billings and collections were. So um, we needed to ride out that storm. And uh, you know, progressively, and thankfully, it has improved since then. So we've sort of dragged ourselves back to uh, a 94% uh, collection rate as opposed to our 96% that we normally achieve within George. But uh, there are still, you know, billings that we've lost, we lost, uh, as I mentioned, in those first few months and in our financial year from July, I estimate to date we've probably lost another 50 million rands worth of billings. Wow. So the overall hit on the, on the municipality in terms of, of debtors that we are not likely to collect over that period is, is going to be well over 100 million rands, I believe. If one has to total that in, in, in finally, and naturally the municipality also had to spend um, money on the COVID type of expenses. You know, you're talking about the masks and all of the, the type of safety that they needed to put in place. Yeah. So that became a tidy sum. And then supporting communities and people out there in terms of soup kitchens and other assistance that uh, that were then provided. But we also had, um, you know, I knew coming into the position and it became all the more evident that uh, we would have to do changes in terms of the management personnel. And then, fortunately, we got to a point at the, at the end of November where the municipal manager resigned and one of the directors resigned as well. And simply uh, then terminated as a result and we could then get into the control of an acting municipal manager, which then was the the real positive turnaround that I'd hoped to achieve and I knew we needed to do, um, but we needed to get through a number of by-elections and get uh, a number of councillors back into seats to be able to uh, bring through the various changes uh, and approvals that were needed within council. So we got ourselves a new acting municipal manager in January and thankfully things have improved quite dramatically from a service delivery point of view because at the, in the back end of 2020, we also went through a particularly difficult refuse collection problem where one of the collection of uh, recyclables and the, the green waste walked away from the tender and uh, we didn't have anyone to do that right then. And the efforts of management, and, and some of them were probably not that enthusiastic, um, were not there. And uh, as a result, the, that, that whole collection service suffered pretty much only for four months before the, the acting uh, managers that I was able to secure to come in 
um, we're then able to restore that service. Certainly tough times all round, but it's been a feature of uh, George and the, the, the garden routes in, in general, that sense of community when uh, during adverse times the community pulls together and uh, certainly under proactive leadership that seems to have been the case in the past year or so. On a positive note, and this always brings uh, a big smile to my face, George is consistently rated as the best place to live in South Africa in terms of quality of life that must make you particularly particularly proud as mayor as well. Uh, we know there are various criteria involved in the compiling of that list every year, but George consistently at the top. Uh, in your own words and in your own mind, why does George remain such a great place, in fact, the preferred place to live and work in the country? Well, look, I think firstly it's our location. I think it is the, the best spot in the country. We sit on the garden route, a beautiful garden route. I think uh, it is uh, currently or very definitely world-class beauty that we do have here. And we probably have a box under our potential in terms of a real tourist attraction worldwide. So it's a lovely place to live. You've, um, you've got this uh, facility of outdoor life. Um, uh, you know, where I live, uh, I walk uh, two blocks and then I'm in the forest. I've got bird life around me um, last night. We, uh, my wife and I heard a giant eagle owl. Um, heating, um, which is very unusual for George. And, you know, certainly we believe he was 100, 150 meters away from us. Wow. So I think that that is wonderful. So it's a very lovely place to live and work. And uh, the outdoor life, people who are interested in mountain biking, in hiking, in running, in surfing, in golfing. So we've got all of those type of attractions. And then you've got very good schools, uh, education's great, very good hospitals, and, and all of that works. So mm. you've, um, you've almost got a small-town environment, but, but a city-type of vibe, and it's a good place to work. What we're finding, uh, we're attracting the semi-migrants from, from upcountry, we're moving down into our world, people are able to work, work from home, We've got cyber. So all of that becomes very attractive. And then we, we this wonderful agricultural area where uh, you know, they are adding fantastic products in, in terms of berries, avocados, um, et cetera, within the area into our baskets. And then you know, there's the, the prospects of agri-processing, the uh, working hard to get uh, tourism back online, and moving forward. And then we, we also an attractive destination for BPOs, for the business processing, outsourcing type of firms. And, um, you know, I, I recently had inquiries of businesses who want to establish themselves here, two businesses which could potentially lead to something between 1,200 and 1,600 um, employment opportunities. So I think that is fantastic. People are recognizing it, uh, recognizing the area, and we've, we've got this uh, growth that is taking place in, in, in housing uh, as new houses get built, new estates get built. So we are attracting people. And, you know, I can drive around on any day, go for, um, travel for seven kilometers, and I'm likely to see uh, registrations, equal registration from every other province in the country yeah. here as well. So, you know, to me, that's an indication that people are moving into the area. 
And we very much uh, want us to be on top of that index, mm-hmm. quality of life index, every year. So that's the big, the big thing. Certainly right. ticks all the all the boxes. A lifestyle that can't be beat uh, either. Uh, really, really is the most beautiful place uh, to to be. Let's look at the year ahead. You're already into your second year as executive mayor of George, the ever present spectre of the third wave. We're all keeping an eye out on developments there. What do you see as the major challenges just, uh, besides that facing the metro? And uh, what is your vision? What are the aims going forward for you and the council? Well, well, you know, the, the, the interesting challenge that we are facing at this stage is we've got to upgrade and expand our infrastructure. And uh, we're busy in, in both our, our wastewater treatment plants, all of those works, as well as our water treatment. Now, those are presenting major challenges for us from the amount of capital expenditure that needs to be undertaken. What we've done uh, over the last few months is we've started to be very active in engaging with all the national agencies, the national bodies, national treasury, provincial treasury, and so forth, on how we're going to secure that funding and how we're going to do that. So that is a, it's a very challenging uh, aspect that we're getting into, and I think also very exciting. And it would have, I'm, I'm very hopeful that we are going to be successful and, uh, and I back that up by um, the parties that we've been talking to are, are now suddenly starting to be proactive from their side as well and say, uh, listen, you need to be involved, you need to put in applications here and there and um, to undertake this. So... I believe we're also going to be the, the beacon, the, the, the pilot area for the country for the second cities of which we are one to resolve these big um, capital challenges, funding challenges that municipalities face in this country. And the, the, the second recipients are the people who are right at the front line. You know, we, we search just below those metros. So the 19 cities in the country and virtually everyone are, are facing big challenges. So I think that is, I find, particularly exciting. It's going to be uh, a fairly uh, tough ride into the future, but um, certainly we would uh, we want to go there. And you know, to me, uh, the big vision that that I that I have is that we attract um, economic development, and uh, so that we can add those jobs that we can get employment because ultimately that is the big big driver for everyone. Everybody needs that dignity of a job and if we can can start beating that, that will be uh, absolutely wonderful for all of us. Yeah. I'm always reminded that the Chinese have the same word for, I think, the word for challenge and opportunity. It's the same word in, in Chinese, and uh, that pretty much sums it up as well. I, I take it that your official duties take up most of your time. I'm sure you're on call most of the time, but um, in the rare occasion that you do get some time off, how do you unwind? How do you remove yourself from the pressures of your job, aside from golf? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, for me to get to golf, uh-huh. my... My golf is, is, is pretty poor and pretty shaky, and I would be embarrassed to take it on to the wonderful courses, the world-class courses around, around George. <laughs> They'd probably ban me for life, but 
But nevertheless, I look. I uh, I've always enjoyed hiking, walking, being out in the outdoors. Uh, obviously, being anywhere along the coast is, is wonderful. The one aspect that I, I really do miss is being out into the bushveld, into 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 Kruger. I used to live in Johannesburg up to. Uh, 2010, we were regularly able to get to get into the bush, and that is, is the aspect here of being able to to drive to the bush and arrive at your destination and get into that unbelievable stillness. And yeah. It certainly does calm you down and takes a lot of the stress away. But you know, the the job of a mayor is a stressful job. You are constantly dealing with issues. And as I say to my colleagues, I've I've really only got one hit at a at a problem that comes my way. Mm. I've got to sort it out immediately. Because if I don't do that, you know, the pile of yeah. problems just uh, remain there. So you have to deal fairly quickly, and you know that is it is something that that uh, a mayor needs to deal with. And I think uh, probably all mayors would would like to have more time to be a little bit more reflective, yeah. to to think about the future, to think about what you could do differently to improve your municipality and to improve your area, your town, your city, your Yeah. Executive Mayor Alderman Leon van Veek joining us on the line on the Gardner Drive this afternoon. Just in closing, uh, Alderman, some closing thoughts, possibly a message to folk listening uh, to your constituents in the uh, challenging times ahead because uh, no doubt the the next year will be as challenging at least as the year that's passed. Uh, what would your message be for to uh, folk in the area listening this afternoon? Yes, look, you know, I think we blessed in, in our area of some very wonderful people, people who are really involved, who care and uh, are passionate about many things, you know, anything from the sport or the outdoor activity that they take to whatever they do and where they can help others. And I think that is, is what I find so fantastic in, in all the various aspects that people get involved with, anything from botanical gardens to, you know, caring for, for the elderly or the SPCA, et cetera, et cetera. We had volunteered to, to look at some, some dogs in, in, in underprivileged areas and to, you know, just to try and uh, give them uh, form of treatment and, and by also organising for staying of dogs and so forth to, to take place in, in the weeks to come. So you've got the caring society and I'm very grateful and thankful for having that and I think what we need to do is we obviously need to pull together, stand together and deal with these challenges that I was talking about that George has to undergo because it's only by working together do we make a place better and we can then um, uh, live in, in in a better world. And that's where we all want to be and to be in a comfortable world that we can enjoy. So so I want George to be the, the, the most admired and the best small city in, in the country. And uh, I want to see this economy built. So um, I will constantly be striving to achieve that. And I'm also very grateful for you know, people who come to talk to me and come with ideas and let us take, uh, take that into the future. That we've, we've got a wonderful place to live. 
and we can continue that uh, being on top of that quality of life for this country. Uh, you know, I'm also getting messages that they, we've got people moving from Europe who, who are coming to establish themselves wow. here because it is, it's a good life that we have. That's a great way to end as well. Executive Mayor of George Alderman, Leon von Veik, on the line on the Governor Drive this afternoon. Alderman, thanks once again so much for taking time out from your busy schedule to chat to us this afternoon. And we wish you, your council and your constituents well as well in the uh, challenging year ahead, as I said, probably as challenging as last year. But I, I uh, certainly hope that the rewards will be as great for both you personally, your council and your constituents as well. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lance. It's been great talking to you. Thanks. Wherever you go, take us along for the ride. Algoa FM.